Hello and welcome to Life Fix Radio. This is Chris. This is Colleen. And it's uh, it's good. It's good to have everybody it's a good here. Day. You know, I, it's a good day uh, here in Chicago. I, it, it is. It's a little chilly outside. I mean, we're uh, you know kind of getting antsy here. You know, but uh, hopefully everybody has uh, been to several good shows by now. Uh, we're almost through February. Good shows and some hot cocoa. Yeah. You know, I mean, what's better than that? A little hot cocoa and live music, right? I mean, that's. Uh, uh, a winning combination. So here we the are great again. Wonders of the uh, world. What's that? The great wonders of the world. They are. They are. They are. You know, and that's why we're wondering here on Life Fix Radio because we are constantly thinking about live music and and just what's it what what, what makes it so so amazing. So so we got some news for you guys and uh, and also uh, you know we're, we're going to be talking about two uh, two uh, albums. Uh, one is uh, from new album from uh, Mumford and Sons. Um, and then also uh, the eels, so good stuff. Got lots of lots of great uh, things to kind of talk about uh, with those two albums in particular. Um, so let's get right into the news. Uh, first up, uh, you know it um, it is a, a little bit of a sad uh, news update. Um, actually, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Let's turn it back real quick here. Um, the last episode we talked about the uh, Super Bowl halftime show. So want to quickly wrap up that story a little bit and just let you guys know that. Um, you know, if you watched the Super Bowl, if you were one of the one percent of the population that wasn't watching, if you saw um, the blackout, and that's totally fine, right? You witnessed a blackout, right? Um, which is a whole other topic, right? You know, we can we were talking about that, but we mentioned about uh, Pepsi and the crowdsourcing. We had a whole show about crowdsourcing last time around, you know, and and I was looking forward to you know something pretty cool and innovative, you know, uh, from Pepsi, you know, and, and I was trying not to be skeptical about what was going on and. Unfortunately, what Pepsi delivered with their crowdsourcing fan photos uh, to introduce Beyonce's halftime show was kind of was was kind of lame. Yeah, you know, it was uh, underwhelming. And again, you know, it just goes to show that these Super Bowl halftime shows are otherwise great opportunities to experiment and really just make it awesome for fans and you know people at home, people in the venue, all that kind of stuff. Um, it, it was cool to watch the fans. Because uh, the fans that uh, they want to, they were giving a contest, and they allowed fans um, who couldn't go to the football game, but they allowed the winning fans of this Pepsi contest to rush the field and uh, and go right up close to the stage there with with Beyonce. So, um, pretty cool. Um, of course, she was doing some really crazy stuff, you know, just her all her dances, and there were some funny pictures posted online. But um, yeah, well, and then really, uh, really there disappointed was a reunion. By Pepsi, you know? There was a reunion Th- there concert was. There was, of uh, you know? Destiny's Child. You, you were right. So. You were right. You, I, I thought you know, they were going to be there. I didn't think it was going to happen. I, but, I, did, I had a I had a feeling that they you know, were going to make an appearance as a as a threesome there and uh, perform. So they're back. They're back. It seems like all these you know, these bands are coming back. You know, we got New Kids on the Block. We got Boys to Men. We got you know. It's like all these reunion tours. So a little bit of nostalgia is starting to flow uh, from in, in the concert area. So, um, but yeah. You know, we're, we're going to continue to get uh, some real crowdsourcing stories here. Unfortunately, Pepsi did not deliver in the halftime show, but uh, maybe next year. Our uh, next uh, news item here, you know, as I was saying at the beginning here, um, you know, we do have... Uh, a little tribute to pay. Uh, we did lose. Yeah, we lost you know, a legend. Uh, a, a legend, a blues uh, legend. So on February twenty first. Yeah. Uh, Magic Slim, or his real name is Morris Holt, 
unfortunately passed away and he was a great blues uh, legend here in Chicago. Yeah. And uh, he actually came up with the greats. You know, he came from um, the southern states. Yep. You know, he came up and um, and really showed himself shine, had some great mentors, and um, really was able to um, give a great live performance. Um, and, and many people who saw him live will, and we have a couple of videos that will show you people dancing, and you just really got yeah, the Yeah, you really audience. got to see this guy. I mean, I, I knew a little bit about him, but, I, you know, I didn't have a chance. Unfortunately, when people do pass, you know, you, you tend to get to know them after they died. You know, and, and, and that's a really unfortunate. But, you know, looking at uh, some of the stuff that you pulled out uh, from quotes, yeah. he's one of the guys that I wish I could go back and experience him live. A famous uh, magazine called No Depression. Um, it's been around for a long time. I don't think they're currently in publication anymore, No, they, they unfortunately, unfortunately uh, did, did fold. But they did talk um, a lot about him. And in one of the quotes, they said, Magic Slim doesn't just play the, the blues. He body slams his audience with a vigorous guitar. Body slams. Body slams. And if you watch some of the YouTube videos, a body uh, slamming blues blues man. I mean, yes. that's that's pretty amazing. I mean, you look at uh, punk bands and rock bands and things like that. But this guy, he Magic also Slim, and, and maybe we need to have a, a body slam. Maybe we need to have an episode about this. But he also is a very tall gentleman, uh-huh. and I don't know if that plays a role when um, you're on stage with a guitar and, and you're delivering music. You mean for the audience? Like it changes the Yeah, I wonder the, if uh, it just changes a little bit. He, just, he seemed like he was kind of a tall, really like... Um, like it makes it more... Like almost intimi- like a linebacker. Like, intimi- <laughs> like intimi- it's more intimidating? Well, I wonder artist? if the music is stronger. I don't know. I'm yeah. just throwing that out there. Maybe the presence of the artist... Um, changes the way the audience interacts with them. Well, it's interesting you mentioned that. You know, we've uh, we've talked about uh, Andy DeFranco, you know, a couple times, you know, and, you know, this kind of, you know, reminds me of, the, of that experience where you see her on stage and, you know, her stage persona is like, she, she plays like she's like six foot five, right? You know, and then we had a chance to go backstage at, at Rothbury and uh, she walked right by me and, she, I, I just noticed. She you was, couldn't even feel her presence. I mean, she, she was. was she just like was an tiny, average person. You know, she's a past. small, kind of a short woman. You know, and and but on stage, man, she was like she played like six, six foot five. So if this guy was naturally tall, I wonder what he felt like. You know, uh, to to fans. You know, absolutely. Or, you think it was intimidating? Or you think it made the music better to see him live? That he was. I don't. Like, I don't know. I mean, I wonder line, if. Like um, I just wonder if it delivers. You know, he delivers the music differently and presents it differently to the mm. fans. Um, you know, although he seemed very sweet, he did have this like you know this big demeanor. He was tall, you know, and uh, and I'm trying to think of a couple other artists that are really. You know, there are some artists, I think, that their presentation on stage, costume-wise, what they can't, you know, like Jack White. Yeah. Okay, he presents, like, this amazing show when you see him. You don't always get that from the album. Right, right. You know, the, recent, uh, the White Stripes recent album. You yeah, don't he's always pulling get a lot that. from the blues, you know? I sure. mean, Jack White is, uh, you wouldn't have Jack White without the blues, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. He's probably, he might have watched some of uh, Magic Slim Absolutely. Concerts. Absolutely. You know, and, check it out. Check. We're going to put that, some so. videos up on the website, so check that out. So unfortunately, we did lose that legend, and um, right now we only could uh, view him online. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to uh, go see him at the big concert uh, venue in the sky. You know, I'm sure he's uh, 
rocking out with uh, you know all those guys up there, all, all the great yeah. blues, Robert Johnson, and uh, well, hopefully Robert Johnson is you know like, Howling Wolf. Right. I mean, all those all the big great blues guys, guys uh, Coco Taylor, yeah, who's a Chicago you know icon and blues icon. I'm sure there's a bunch of them up there just jamming out now. Sure there are. <laughs> sure there are. All right, so our next news item is about uh, Morrissey, who has uh, apparently, according to the uh, interwebs here, has uh, insisted on his uh, his gig coming up at the Staples Center in Los Angeles. Um, not that he does not want them to sell any meat during his concert. No meat. No at meat. All. No meat. He's so he's this completely... is a, kind of like a bar grill kind of. I mean, there's there's areas to eat within the venue. The Staples I'm Center. Assuming. Yeah. 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 This is where the uh, uh, LA Clippers play a uh, basketball okay. team. So they've got all these different venues within there, and they said the so uh, no hamburgers. No, they're actually it says the arena will close McDonald's for the night and offer special meatless food concessions such as vegan sushi and sloppy joes. So I guess this is a meatless version. Of the sloppy, of Joe. sloppy Joe. Okay. So I guess when you go to Morrissey concert, you know, uh, he Morrissey wants his fans to really, you know, feel the full experience, you know, from taste um, to sound, you know, not really just, you know, he's kind of you, he's curating it's kind the of whole, controlling whole experience. as an artist. Don't you think? You think, you think so? What, what do you what do you I mean, what do you what, mean by he's that? He's kind of pushing his own agenda on other people. Well, people are paying for tickets. I mean, it's like, but to uh, hear and play music, not to be not for their food choices to be dictated. Well, our Morris, I, I guess this bears a uh, a little bit of a you know uh, a survey of of, of uh, Morrissey fans and what percentage of Morrissey fans are vegetarian or vegan, you know, and is Morrissey alienating some of his fans, you know, at at the concert, you know, could we possibly see, um, you know, some rioting, you know, or some uh, disgruntled fans, or uh, you know, you, you wonder, I don't know if a lot of people really eat at concerts. Really? You know, I mean, I think a lot of people eat before some, they go to a yeah, concert. Yeah, you get maybe. something before, so I mean. Or, there may be missing the venues missing out. I'm surprised they're allowing it. Yeah, so they're I mean, it's, uh, it, it's this is kind of interesting, you know, because we've been to you know we we've talked about food. And, I'd like to hear from some Morrissey you know, fans. I, I, what I they would think too. about this. I, I would too. I mean, uh, shoot us this, an email. Yeah, yeah. Let us know. You go to livefixblog.com and, and and let us know. You know, are you going to the show? Have you experienced this? I mean. You know, one of the things we've talked about in Live Fix before is, uh, you know, the connection between live music and food, you know, and all the senses and, you know, the sensuality of shows. And I wonder if, if uh, Morrissey is trying to, you know, promote that a little bit more, but kind of kind of interesting. So, yeah, if you're a Morrissey fan out there, uh, let us know what uh, what you think. Very, uh, <laughs> very interesting to uh, to see that kind of unfold. So our next uh, news item here is from uh, uh Justin Timberlake and and Jay Z just announced uh, their uh, recent uh, you know big Going summer on tour together big, uh, big summer tour so absolutely um, are, you, uh, are you are you excited about this? I don't know I'm not really like a big Jay Z fan uh huh um so but I do like J T Justin Timberlake I, I do yeah. I like some of his stuff I don't like any, a lot of his new stuff that he just came out with but um, I'm excited for collaboration I think any artist that any artist that try to collaborate together um, you know, it says a lot about them, the willingness to kind of humble themselves and and work together with with another star. I mean, they're two big superstars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look at, because uh, for the first time in about three, four years or so, uh, Timberlake uh, played live uh, Super Bowl weekend. So, and looking at some of the reports, you know, he did not disappoint. So it doesn't look like, uh, even though he's been uh, tearing it up on the, uh, you know, uh, the, the big screen, 
you know, with uh, the roles. And, and he's, he's a great actor, you know, so I think that that's, uh, I've been impressed with his role in The Social Network and some of these other movies that he's, that he's been in. So uh, I'm a big fan, you know, and I, uh, one of my favorite tracks that I'd like to see him play live is uh, 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 Sexy Back, or what is that, what's that one Bringing called? Bringing Sexy Back. Right, I, I think it's, I'm messing up the name of the song, but... Um, but in any case, uh, there was one other video that was kind of interesting with, with this. Uh, of course, you know, Jessica, he's married to Jessica Biel, right? So someone had a, uh, it's like TMZ, TMZ. had, a, t- had yeah. a video of her at the Super Bowl weekend concert of her getting funky and stuff like that. Rocking out. Yeah, it's a really, it's, it's a really great video because it really, you know, you really get a chance to wonder about like what was going on in, in her mind, you know, because uh, anytime you get a chance to, you know, watch somebody watch another concert or performance, especially like her, because she's watching her husband perform on stage in front of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to wonder, you know, what, what that's like. What that's like. You know, yeah. for her. And I yeah. think there are a lot of artists that um, will be seen. Like, I know that there was a couple festivals that we've been to and other, you know, because there's multiple artists at those festivals and sometimes they have, they get there early or they stay a little bit later. Yeah. They actually will watch each other play. Hmm. So, um, uh, John Mayer was caught watching, um, a few bands like backstage, uh-huh. uh, when we went to Rothbury. Right, right. So, and there was a couple, um, like Taj Mahal, he was caught watching perform right. backstage. So I think, and I've seen The Roots, um, when we went to a show and we saw The Roots, they were watching, um, a couple of the artists that came on before them. Yeah. So I do think there's the... the Artists can be fans of other artists. You think Justin Timberlake did a different show because he knew his wife was in the audience? You know, that he you know, does his moves differently? or you think, That's the thing I wonder, you know, I mean, because he, you know, he has a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, the moves and the sensuality kind of comes in, you know, through, through his music to really, you know, kind of woo the crowd. It's very possible. You know, of which I mean, are, you know, are, you know, female fans, right? It's so, very par- possible. Like I, wonder, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know how often she, she like, goes she to get shows. Jealous, you know, does she get jealous of that? You know, like seeing that play out and where she just focused on just the, you know. Well, it, you have to watch a, the video to see because, yeah, you know, yeah, unless kinda, we interview her, it's, it's hard to say, but. Yeah, kind of makes, uh, makes you think. So it's, um, it's Oscar weekend, everybody. So, uh, you know, a lot of uh, movies are being celebrated and, one artist in particular is uh, playing the Oscars. Uh, it's uh, Adele. Adele, right? Adele, so she's, yeah. uh, she's playing the show, and um, for the first time, she's going to be performing Skyfall live, so the theme song uh, to the new James Bond movie. So she has never played you know, uh, this song live uh, at all. And she recently... Very unique. She recently actually had a baby. Adele? And I didn't realize really? this. Yeah, she recently had a baby because oh. I was kind of around a bunch of other oh. women um, recently, and and we were talking about Adele and When did how she have a baby? Recently, within the last, like, I believe a couple of months, she had a baby. Oh. And, um, yeah, oh. so that, I think that would be a different experience for her to be performing as a mom oh. now. I mean, she's she never was a mom prior to this live Just like Beyonce, right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. It may change them. I don't know. I'm not sure. It's got to. It's got to change your perspective on life. You know, when you're. It's kind of interesting because Beyonce didn't do her 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 famous booty dance. Yeah. At the Super Bowl, I wonder you if the, because, being a mom uh, changed that. I don't know. I'm not sure. Wow. Wow. Well, for the first time, Adele will be playing Sky. Will be singing. You know, performing uh, Skyfall live. So, kind of a cool thing. 
again, this is gets at the at, at the point we've made before about uh, making the concert experience unique. So will Adele will this be the only time that she will play this live and kind of make it just for this moment, or will she start to play this at her other shows? You know, it's kind of uh, kind of makes you wonder. But um, I know Adele. You know, we've had a fan on before about um, you know just the amazing uh, performer that she is. So hope everybody enjoys the Oscar performance. I know I'll be I'll be you know glued to the screen. And, uh, Absolutely. Definitely doing exactly. that. So, very, uh, very, very cool stuff. All right. So now we're going to talk about uh, the two albums that uh, I know I've been enjoying lately. And uh, I know you've been. Yeah, I mean, there's been, some great these, live uh, Mumford and Sons and, uh, and, and Eel. So. So the first one we're going to look at is uh, Mumford & Sons, Road to Red Rocks. Yes. Colin, what have what you been enjoying about this, about this well, album? Well, I just, I love the sound that the Red Rocks amphitheater um, gives. I mean, I, you know, Dave Matthews did a similar CD there a few years ago. I love that. There's just an acoustic feel about the live stuff that happens there that you can't recreate anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know we have a lot of these concrete buildings, and I think just different to have the rock there and um, and the earthy tones. And I mean, we're talking about banjos and wooden wooden instruments. I mean, that's a really cool just feel and sound that comes from that. And, yeah, I heard um, it's a pretty magical place to see a show. So yeah. um, it's a great it's a great uh, a great album to listen to when you're like driving along the road and you're looking at the trees and nature. It's just a very earthy kind of album. Nice, nice. Hey, this is uh, you know their first live album. They haven't had a live album before, and it's also uh, accompanied by a film. So uh, some other interesting things about Mumford & Sons is that uh, you know we're looking a little bit on their website, and uh, the, one of the lead singers and the uh, accordion, uh, accordionist, uh, Ben, uh, he actually has a food blog. Huh, so while they're on cool. tour, he actually blogs about their about the uh, food stops, right? Food. They do, yeah. Sure. And he, uh, you know, he has this uh, very interesting blog, and you know, reading through this, and I love the fan comments on on some of these blogs. And one of them, you know, they're uh, sharing the live music experiences. So if you haven't seen Mumford and Sons yet live, you know, one of the uh, the comments here on this blog, uh, you know, it says comes from a fan. He says, uh, "Favorite of mine um, uh, was." Uh, his, his dad, I guess, loved uh, loved one of the songs, and he says, uh, "You know, rest in peace, Dad." And he says, "I can't wait to see you guys at Bonnaroo. Brooklyn was the most amazing spiritual revival of my life." Wow. So, yeah. um, and I've heard that a lot about Mumford and Sons. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're get, their fan base is very I mean, connected to right. the band. Their fan base. I mean, I, I saw them live um, at Lollapalooza. A couple years like? ago, I didn't see him. I was on the other side of the festival. You what, know, it was it it was actually a time where it was downtime for me because I had seen a couple bands that I already liked. Um, it was towards the end of Lollapalooza, and I was just really excited about the headliner that night. So I really didn't have like any interest in running around and seeing some of these bands I really didn't know. So I just kind of plopped, you know, a, I plopped a blanket down. And I just, I was actually by myself, just listened to a couple bands that had come up. And um, I, I, I remember laying on the, the blanket and like hearing some banjos and different instruments and, and getting up and like looking and kind of watching them and being like, wow, this is a pretty good band. I don't think they were as good then as they are now. Mm-hmm. Um, they had great songs then, but they, 
they clearly did not play as good together as they've learned to play now. I don't mm-hmm. believe. I think just the practice and learning. Di- noti- noticeable difference in absolutely how they're and I, doing on this album. Absolutely, and I just think their sound has more layers to it. There's more history there. Um, you can feel the difference than um, at Lollapalooza. It just seemed like it was a couple guys and a couple guitars. There wasn't. I didn't feel the energy that I feel like they have now. Hmm. Amazing. Yeah, it's it's good you know to uh, kind of hear that because with a band like Mumford and Sons with this uh, new album and and the, and the video, you know they're they're kind of a developing story because some cool store stuff about them is that they used to play in the, you know the clubs around their hometown there and they didn't actually own their instruments. They didn't own any instruments um, before they went and recorded mm. their album. You know they were playing they just in clubs rented and them all. borrowing or something like that, borrowing. right? So sure. so they actually they have some interesting stories too about some of the influences you know, we've, we've talked about uh, the traveling roadshow uh, concept before, and one of the bands that influences them is the Old Crow Medicine Show. Mm-hmm. And back in 2011, uh, on, in, in April, uh, Mumford & Sons joined th- that band and Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros on the very first Railroad Revival Tour. So during that tour, they actually got to know each other, and you know that tour is obviously based off of the Festival Express tour back in 1970. Wow! But yeah. during this whole thing, there was a video. There was a um, you know uh, another movie made called the uh, the Big Easy Express, which is a documentary. So you you just see these um, the transformation of Mumford and Sons being captured in video, mm-hmm. and you know you hear that um, Mumford and Sons as they developed, they got to be influenced by. Uh, these guys that they were traveling with, and that's just, you know, further, you know, made them a, a better band, and, and that's what you're hearing probably on, you know, uh, on this uh, this new album. Well, and you probably get to hear a little bit about that story in this film. So mm-hmm. we haven't seen it yet, but um, definitely on my list this year to check out. I um, I was recently on a blog called freepeople.com, and it's a place where people can put up reviews if they want of shows. Oh. And um, there was someone that um, put, her name was Mary, there's no last name on there, but... Uh, she talks about, um, it's actually Mary and another fan talking about how they saw him at a barn, LaVon Helm's barn, like ah, back in the day. And they said, cool. once you see him in a barn, it's like there's no other, how can you talk about that? In a barn. And, um, and I can see that with the, the banjos and the very country, sure. country music, alt yeah. country feel. Um, that must be an amazing show to see him in a barn. So if, you've, if you ever got to see him when they were maybe a smaller band or, or you know recently in a barn, please uh, contact us. We'd like to hear that fan story yeah, and interview you. Yeah, yeah, great, great stuff. So we're going to move on to uh, uh, Eels. Oh, yes, it's time to talk about the Eels. This is their 10th album, Colin. Did you know that? Wow, 10 albums. W- wonderful Glory. I don't know. Called. Why have I never heard of them before? I don't know. I know. There's a lot of bands that I enjoy that you know nothing about. That, that that's cool. I'm I'm fine with that. And I'm particularly excited to talk about this album because not only is it a really good album, and probably one, I think this will be on uh, my my f- favorite list at the end of the year. Really? I, okay. I think so. Yeah. There's some good stuff in here. It's uh, um, not just good studio stuff, but the reason we're talking about it here is because there's about uh, five or six live tracks that they have included on this album. So um, the Eels um, are currently touring as well. So they're, uh, it's a good band. I mean, there's a, uh, you know, I, I know a little bit about them, but I think this album in particular is kind of 
draw me into him a little Why bit, do you like this album? A little bit more. What's it, what, what's, what about it? What about the live tracks that you really appreciate? Well, I think it's the progression because when you're, le- you know, you're, you're listening to, of course, I, you know, I skip the head. I, I look down and see if, you know, I, I always do that. I'm just a geek like that for live tracks or whatever. But um, I knew at the end of this album that there were some live tracks down there. So as I listened to it, you know, I'm listening to a studio album and then all of a sudden you're in that studio mindset and boom, there's some like some live tracks down there. So I think it was the, kind of the different listening experiences you know, of that. But over, overall, I mean, the, uh, the, the songs, uh, New Alphabet, you know, um, Mark Oliver, the lead singer, um, otherwise known as E, um, great writer. You know, I don't think I really fully appreciated uh, them and him in particular uh, fully until this album I've, I've listened to this album at least you know five or six times or something like that uh in, in various ways because i always kind of listen to an album in the car uh in the morning at night driving home whatever it is to kind of give it that full if it passes all the tests in different parts of the day then i know it's a good album so the the things that i, th- I like about this album is that um the, uh, the the tracks that they pick so there's a uh, prize fighter and uh, you're, you're looking at me strange is there Something going on? Nothing, nothing. I just, it's amazing that uh, we, I mean, I come to understand music more and more and fans more and more when I realize that we just have completely different tastes sometimes. Well, I played you one of the tracks on the song. uh, I liked it. I liked it. Sure. You know, there was one, um, what's the the name of the song? Totally totally blanking on it. But um, the, uh, oh, true. It's kind of a love song. Called True Original. Sure. Yeah, the song is called True Original. Sure. And I'm listening to this, and, you know, E, he, he's got a way of words. You know, the first the first one, you know, it's called Bombs Away, the first track on the album, and it's, you know, it's 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 an anthem. You know, it's a, I'm not going to sit back, be complacent anymore. You know, he starts to, he's, you know, he's not going to be the quiet mouse. Well, they in, seem in the definitely, church, you know? they seem definitely Good interesting stuff. on stage. Like, I, I, I YouTubed a few of um I looked up some of his oh, live, yeah. you know, fans, you know, fans out there that were taping some stuff that um, him on stage, and he's pretty interesting character on stage. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, the lead singer. I again, I saw them from afar at some other at some Lollapalooza shows um, a couple of years back, but I never got a full uh, appreciation to them. But I'm um, definitely hooked. And so unfo- check them out. Know, yeah, unfortunately, they already came through Chicago, and you know, they're heading through the rest of the United States, and then going back over. Uh, going uh, through uh, through Europe, so um, but good good stuff. Um, my favorite one of my favorite tracks, uh, the live track on the album is Prize Fighter. Um, just a lot of energy, it's a lot of fun. You know the, these guys are a great band. That's how they actually made them. They got known first for being you know a great live act, and then that's you, you can you can tell that in the way that they uh, they play live. So it's um, they have trumpet players. They have. I mean, just all fun. kinds you know, of different just instruments. A lot, yep. of, a lot of fun on stage, and and apparently, you know, looking at their uh, Facebook page, there's been some interesting developments uh, on this uh, current tour. So, really? I wanna, yeah, I want to share that share these with you because please share. You know, these are these are some uh, uh, fan experiences, and anytime we can capture unique fan experiences here on Live Fix, you we know, have to talk about. We them. have to, you know. So this is like. This is like the trifecta, you know. You got a great studio album with live tracks, and then we're also hearing about some great fan experiences going on as these guys are touring. So uh, it looks, uh, according to uh, the Eels Facebook page, February eighteenth, 
Uh, I'm just going to read it directly right from the page here because it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty entertaining. Uh, it said, Eels rocked so hard at the Fillmore in San Francisco Saturday night that a woman in the audience went into labor. Uh, she was rushed to a nearby hospital where mother and child reported uh, be doing well. Let this serve as a warning. Eels are on their way. Eels are not messing around. So, Wow. So music made her it's inducing, give birth. It's inducing labor. Interesting. Uh, yeah, to, 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 to that. So do you I didn't realize th- music could, could, could have that power. Did you, I mean, ever, feel, sense, did you but... ever feel like that? I mean, you were, you know, you had Calvin... You were, you were pregnant. I never felt like Did I was going to like, give birth uh, because there was a loud sound around me. No. I never... I don't think it was just a loud sound. There was, there was an emotional, you know, because when you go to a show, you know, when you have a really great show, it's not just the, you know, the audio part of it. It's your Maybe she was just ready to have it, you know. Maybe the baby was ready to come out. I don't think it was the Maybe it was life. nothing to do with music. I don't think it was something that the lead singer, E, you know, some of the music or the new, the new you know. I mean, Okay. Why would you go to a... I guess I'm kind of questioning the concert goer. Why would you oh. go to a show yeah. being that close to giving birth? Why not? I don't know. I, oh, it, it seems like really, it would be kind of uncomfortable. But it doesn't say in here that she was, uh, you know, where she was in her, in her pregnancy. It's, this, this could be the very first time that documented history of, you know, and maybe it's out there, we can look on the interwebs, but of, of live music... Uh, inducing a concert fan. Well, maybe we just need to have a whole show of people. That, yeah, I wonder uh, who, who else yeah. is out there. I mean, it could, could, you know, I, I've never heard any stories of people giving birth at like Woodstock or you know some of these some of these famous festivals. You know, Glastonbury or you know, some of the more recent ones, Lollapalooza. You know, um, but this makes me think. So, I mean, Eagles got a great album. You know, this year I think uh, it, it it's it's so far. I'm getting more and more uh, addicted to it, and um, unfortunately, um, hopefully they come around in the uh, in the fall and we get to see them again. But um, definitely go check it out. It's called Wonderful Glorious. It's out now, and um, be sure to check out their Facebook page too because um, there's also a lot of really interesting things. And and one other thing that the uh, the Eels are doing on their live tour that you cannot get this anywhere else except at their live show. They're apparently uh, apparently releasing a uh, an old um, uh, a live, um, uh, a live CD called "Tremendous Dynamite" live in 2010, and then also a double track live CD, um, only available at the shows. So you got to go to the shows to get this. So they're rewarding their fans for going out to the out to the shows. Wow. So so no bootleg copies then. It's just you uh, have to possible, go to the shows possible, for these. Because if you, uh, you, you again, you look down at these. Uh, or the uh, fan comments here. It says, anyone going to a tour date willing to buy me a copy of this? I wasn't able to make the show. I will pay for a copy. So I bet this will start to circulate. Um, but kudos to the Eels for um, rewarding their fans for going to the to the shows. Absolutely. You know? Very um, cool. Very, very cool. So hopefully we can uh, share a personal experience from uh, from the Eels. So good, good stuff. So that just about wraps up the show. Um, I think... Uh, that's about it. That's yeah. the end of the show. I, yeah, I would That's say. It. I mean, yep. it's, this is um, this is it. <laughs> Please check out our Facebook. So we got and Mumford and Sons. Go listen to Mumford and Sons. Go website. listen to the Eels. Yep. Go listen to uh, what's his name, the blues guy. Um, Magic Slim. Magic Slim. Thank you very much. And uh, can't forget the legend, Magic Slim. Yeah, yeah. Celebrate him. Listen to some music of his tonight to 
celebrate a legend, celebrate Chicago blues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, uh, you know, stay tuned for some more episodes because we're going to be diving into uh, more fan stories. We're going to be setting up uh, some conversations with our friends here in Chicago that uh, own a, uh, a magazine. We're going to be looking at live music fashion. And we have some people, possibly some guests, that are going to talk about why they got... Um, artist tattooed on them. Yes, yes. Uh, we won't reveal what kind of tattoo or who who, who it is or whatever. But um, we, we've got some great shows. Something to do with music up. and tattooing. Yeah, yeah. It's been a popular topic on Live Fix before, so we're excited to do that uh, again. Go to LiveFixBlog.com. Uh, enjoy shows. Uh, keep rocking in 2013, everybody, and we will see you later.